Hello and welcome to Coffee and the Cosmos with Sagima Bay and I'm your host Craig Wells and we're just having another great day today. I want to go right into the word with you about something so important about vision. Now when I go into the Hebrew living letters I will go into Ayin because Ayin is part of sight. And I will go into Resh, because Resh is sight on the other side of the veil, seeing further into the future, around corners, as they would say, meaning seeing that which is not before you, and then bring it into your life. But I want to go a little deeper, because I want to go to Habakkuk. I'm going to read this to you, okay? So let's just go to the Word. Remember what I talked to you about, how important it is to be in your Word. I was preparing for the podcast and Holy Spirit spoke to me, Habakkuk 2.2. Very familiar scripture, but try not to get familiar. Because Yahweh's always saying something new. Habakkuk 2.2, then the Lord answered me and said, write down the vision and inscribe it clearly on tablets so that one who reads it may run. I want to soak that in for a second. I'm going to go over it again with you. Now, right now, I want you to look at the vision of your own life. And sometimes the vision of your own life is a lot harder to see in clarity than it is to see someone else's. I can look at how God's blessing this one. I can look at how God's blessing that one. I can look at the success in this person's life. I can look at the struggle in that person's life. And you kind of see the vision of the trial that they're going through to get there. But in our own life, sometimes we don't see a full enough vision that we can hold on to, actually. Because there's so many things in life that's trying to show you that vision will never come to pass. It's like Yahweh would say one thing and then... Nothing adds up to it. I've had that happen many times in my Christian walk. And this is why you must go on the other side of the veil by the blood covenant of Yeshua. You might say, well, what does that mean, go on the other side of the veil? Step into who you are as a son or daughter of the Most High God in the blood of Yeshua. Step into your spirit being, bring your body, bring your soul, and go on to the other side of the blood covenant into the realm that is dimensionally the kingdom of God. This is by faith. In your mind's eye, this is by faith and by Holy Spirit to confirm it. And on that side of the veil is where I begin to see. Now, this is what he says to see. Then the Lord answered me and said, write down the vision and inscribe it clearly. What does that mean, inscribe it clearly? I mean, go detail to detail the process of that vision of the end result, as well as finding out from God the process of the structure that you have to build to hold the glory of that vision, then also the process of building the structure to fortify yourself to be able to hold the structure that's holding the glory, that's holding the vision. Writing it down clearly that from this moment, how can I take a hold of that vision? How can I begin to see it? See, taking a hold of a vision isn't just saying, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that. You need that. That's awesome. It's positive speaking. Plus, it reverberates the very frequency of the word of the Lord that was spoken to you. But there's a part that he says, write it down. That doesn't mean you have to manually write it down. Though I would encourage you to manually write it down or like I do, put it on my tablet or put it on my computer, put it on my phone. 
But better than that, you want to etch it into your heart. And better than that, you actually need to etch it into your mind. So he said, write it down and be so clear that the one who reads it, which is you, we're talking about you now, talking about your vision, that you will read your vision, you'll read your process, you'll read your instructions, you'll read your knowledge so clearly you can run with it. Now you might say, well, wait a minute, Apostle Craig, I got a vision of the Lord, but I don't know the structure for the foundation. I don't know the structure for the pillars. I don't know the structure for the tower that's going to hold the tabernacle of the glory of the Lord for this vision. That is the workload of you going into the seven spirits. You need to listen to my podcast. I ministered on seven spirits about a week ago of how to engage them in such a way that they will lead you into the instruction of the acknowledgement of the things and the revelation that God gave you. That's why you have to go into the presence of the Lord, seated in the fear of Yahweh, calling upon wisdom, getting understanding, moving in counsel, having the strength of might because you have the knowledge and the understanding. See, that's how they all work together individually. And then you join them together as one being and they are actually the virtue of Yeshua the Christ. See, writing the vision isn't just writing words on a page. It's bringing them before the seven spirits and having the seven spirits judge them into life. Judge them into discernment. Judge them into the fullness of the understanding that you can be able to become full functional in what the vision is for God, your life. For what God has said for your life. Now, yeah, I was just giving me a download right now. And I'm actually at uh, Annie M's house, Marguerite's, sitting here listening to worship music, doing this podcast. And Annie M, make sure you ask me about this after this podcast. That Yahweh just showed me a key part of me into your business becoming multi-millions. Now, see, all this stuff comes, has nothing to do with Craig Wells. It's something to do with the seven spirits. See, I'm tapping into the seven spirits about vision. And since she's probably, she is sitting here listening to me, she's probably drawing on these words and Yahweh speaking. See, that's how he works, that quickly. Now, it's not a feeling. It's, it's a move of faith. Yahweh, I'm going to read this again to you. Because including myself, y'all know I've been in a battle with sickness that's been warring against me, that's trying to stifle me. But this is why you have to write the vision because your life will tell you your vision is not going to come to pass to full fruition. The earth, the enemy, and your own stupidity, your own ignorance, your own arrogance, your own slothfulness, your own excessiveness, whatever it is, will veer you off from the full purpose, your own pride, your own arrogance, your own desires. Nothing wrong with this. We all have it. I have it. You have it. Everybody. I'm not saying you're not submitted to Yahweh. Those are the chambers that the vision of Yahweh has to go through to begin to manifest in you. It must cross the barrier of your mind and your soul and your will and your mind and your soul and your will must cross the cross. That's the crucible. That's where all of that has to go to the cross and die before the cross. So as I go back into the word, Habakkuk 2.2, and the Lord reminds me, says, he's talking to you right now. 
that may be fighting financial problems that tells you you can't open a business, you can't be successful. Or maybe you, I'm talking to you, so successful, but it's leading you more than it's leading you to Abba Father as number one. You can have success and Abba Father not be number one, folks. Even if you give all your money to God, that doesn't mean he's number one. Nothing wrong with success. God wants you successful because you can be in poverty and still God's not number one. It's a heart condition we're talking about. It's how the vision was written. So you can't let distress come in and rob the vision. Sickness, disease, infirmity, lack, marriage problems. family problems, business problems. All these things come to weary you against the vision. It actually comes to divide the vision. That's what it comes to do. That's why, let's go back to what Yahweh is saying so you can remind yourself. Habakkuk 2.2, Yahweh said, I'm not finished with you. You hear me? I'm talking to you. You know who I'm talking to. Yahweh's not finished with you. Your days are not over. They have yet to begun. The fullness of the vision. Go back and write the vision on your heart again. That's another thing. Sometimes the vision takes so long that it gets dusty. It gets like hieroglyphics, you know. I love like old Roman stuff and all this Egypt stuff and it's so cool and they'll find these tablets. No one understands it, but it's been on the ground for years and it's all dusty and it has no meaning as of right now when first value of looking at it and that, that's been dusted over. People have then walked over that land for years and years and years and nothing was done because it was hidden because it's gone because life has over come and succumb the vision, succumb the words. So sometimes when life does that to you, you have to go back and write the vision by Holy Spirit again. Write the vision, 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 write the vision. Write the vision, Yahweh says. I'll make you a millionaire because you use it for my glory and you'll be my king, you'll be my queen, you'll be my sons, you'll be my daughters. I'll make you healthy. I'll make you healthy so you can be the light of God to shine forth the goodness of Yahweh's mercy. Why? It's the goodness of God that brings man to repentance. Write the vision. Write it down and inscribe it so clearly that no one is confused. There's not uncertainty in the vision because... You have so much going on in your brain. No, you write it in such a way it says that the one who reads it can run with it. Even if the baton fell out of your hand with the scroll, that someone else could pick up that scroll and say, I'll carry that vision. Ooh. Now God's talking to me about a scroll I just saw from fall from heaven. Of a man of God that died and went home and wasn't completed with the vision. I'll pick up that scroll, Yahweh. I'll pick up that scroll and I'll run with it until we see it manifested. And if I don't finish, I pray that I build up someone that will pick up that vision and run with it. See, this is why it's got to be so clear. And it's a lifelong thing. It's not a momentary thing. It's not a minute thing. It's not an excitement thing. It's not a, ooh, I'm all on fire for God for this moment thing. No, it's I write the vision and I stand in it clear. I steady it as a rudder to my soul. 
I study it and steady it to my soul. So now that vision becomes a rudder. So now that I let in my life and not in my life is obtaining to the vision. That's how visions get done. Then the Lord answered me and said, Craig, so give him a bag. Whatever your name is, put your name in there. Write down the vision and make it so clear that you understand it. That you can run with it. Not only that you can run with it, that someone that falls behind you can run with it if you fall along the way or don't complete it along the way. Well, brother, the vision dies with me. I don't believe that. I believe the vision dies because there's no one behind you that's understood it enough that you've traded into enough that's willing to follow you to carry it. Do you know how someone carries your vision? Not by them giving to you, but by you giving to them. That's what makes them carry your vision. Taste and see that the Lord is good. See, people follow the vision of that which they can taste. They're not going to follow a vision that only glorifies you and reaches your goal and makes you happy. They're going to follow you because you've done trickled enough to them that, oh, yes, that's the vision I want to equip myself to. Well, brother, I have my own scroll, and that is fine. No greater love than this than a man lay down his life for his friends. Maybe you might need to be prepared to take on someone else's vision. Or write a vision good enough and be so good to someone underneath you that they'll take on that vision. That's how it works. That's just how it works. Then the Lord answered me and said, write down the vision, inscribe it clearly on the tablet so that one who reads it may run. May run with it. Write that vision in your heart again. I don't care if it takes you a long, 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 long time to write it. Don't try to write it in a moment. Just begin to write it in every day or once a week or as Yahweh speaks it to you by Holy Spirit, add to that vision, add clarity to that vision and see the promise. And two, you birth that promise into fruition that another may run with it. Even if it's just one, that's all you need. You don't need the world. You just need one. Father, I thank you for the word of God that you're speaking through me today. You are so good to me. I'm so honored to be in your presence. I really, I really am Yahweh. I really love you, Yahweh. I love you so much. I'm so honored to be in your presence. Let me see the vision again that I may write it down and that I may run afresh and let it be so mighty and so strong and so solid that it will leave a trail for many to follow. That your glory will be on them and their glory be you. And Yeshua's holy name be glorified, Yahweh. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Holy Spirit. Once again, this is Sagima Bay. Invite a friend to our Coffee in the Cosmos podcast, whether around the corner or around the world. We love you so much. We're in 110 countries and growing. It will change someone's life. Pass it on to them. It costs them nothing but their time. Once again, I love you. You are so beautiful. Shalom.